Normally, you wouldn't want to insult a seller with a really low-ball offer. But things are changing pretty quick. We're going to talk about that on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about making lowball offers and when the time is right for that. Normally when you do that, you usually end up uh, insulting the seller or pissing off the seller and uh, you normally don't want to just go around making low ball offers. Some people do that. They do it all the time. And usually they end up being the bottom feeders in the real estate investment business. And they buy all the, they buy the crappy properties and uh, stuff that nobody else wants. And they end up uh, buying those kinds of properties because they make these horribly low offers And the only kind of people that are going to accept those are people that have garbage for sale. However, things are changing. The whole market is changing. The climate of buyers and sellers is changing. And we're about to get into a time when maybe it's okay to do that. So what do I mean by that? Well, real estate at some point is going to get to to, uh, a situation where We have a lot of properties on the market and nobody wants to buy. And when that happens, that's when you find the best deals. That's when you want to bring out the cash, bring out the low offers, and see who's desperate enough to sell. Now, and it's not just real estate. This can go, this can apply to a lot of other items that are going to be hitting the market. I was re- recently listening to uh, Patrick Bet David on his Valuetainment uh, podcast, and he was talking about that. He said, now's the time to make insulting offers. <laughs> he was talking about high-end cars, uh, artwork, collectibles, uh, real estate, everything. And he's right. It is the time to start looking at that, and it's going to get, uh, we're going to get more into that. As time goes by, we're going to get into a, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, back in 2008, but uh, when things started really going downhill between 08 and 2010, uh, there were some incredible real estate deals out there. And it was because, uh, I mean, people were desperate to sell their properties. The lenders were desperate to sell the properties. The, uh, uh, the owners who were uh, underwater on their mortgages and on their, their commercial loans, they, were, they wanted to get rid of their properties. But now, it's not just houses. And I'm talking about houses and commercial properties, okay? But it's not just houses. We're going to start seeing some of this in commercial properties. And we're also going to see it in businesses. Right now, there are... 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. 
a lot of these baby boomers are business owners. And when they retire, they want to sell their business. There are approximately 400,000 businesses hitting the market every year. And at this moment, 2.5 million businesses for sale. So you think there might be some opportunity in that? What do you think is going to happen when the pool of buyers decreases and the pool of sellers increases? We're going to have a situation where supply and demand is going to drop the prices. And this is the point when you can make deals that people dream about and talk about for years to come. There are people still talking about the deals they made in uh, 2008, 2010, 2012, back in those years. And uh, we're going to start seeing that again very soon. Probably the next, and I've been saying this a while, the next 18 months or so, but it's starting now. So keep your eyes open for deals. I like to watch the online auction sites. Uh, You see all kinds of things being auctioned off, uh, artwork, jewelry. I'm not a big fan of jewelry, by the way, but, you know, uh, very expensive watches, uh, collectible art, antiques, uh, one of my favorite things to watch is collectible guitars. And uh, as the next few months go by, we'll see some of that start to increase. Uh, supply is going to go up and we're going to have some lower prices. Also, collectibles like comic books and uh, sports trading cards, and all kinds of trading cards uh, other than sports. Yeah, basically, any kind of collectible. A lot of that stuff's hitting the market. And it's going to continue to increase. So how how does this uh, involve real estate? Well, it's the same principle. People are just going to be, people are going to need money. Uh, they're going to need to get out of debt. They're going to need to get out from under their mortgages on their homes and on their, if they lose their job, uh, they're going to have to do something and they aren't going to have a whole lot of time to do it. So someone needs to get out from under a mortgage, their equity is no longer as big of a concern to them as it was before. It's a le- it's less of a concern than their credit rating and their ability to get back into another house in the future. And um, uh, so that gives you a little bit of little bit of room there to to make a good deal. And I'm not saying you need to take advantage of people. These people need your help. They need to get out of these properties. They need to save themselves, and they're willing to dump it, and they will get that way. They'll get to where they're willing to uh, take a big hit on their equity in order to get out from under the debt. So when that happens, that's when you need to be ready to make low offers and have some cash ready. Right now, if you have uh, credit report issues, it's a good time to get that straightened out. Because right now, uh, the lenders are starting to tighten up quite a bit. It's getting difficult to get a loan. And here's something interesting. I have a client who owns huge amounts of property. I mean, probably probably 40 or 50 properties. And I'm not talking about houses, okay? I'm talking about big commercial properties. 
And uh, he just bought a property, uh, put it under contract, got his financing approved. Seven and a quarter percent. Now, this guy, if he, if that's what he had to pay, and that's okay. That's what I, I've paid that before too. And then, you know, rates went down and I, I got down into the mid fives. But if he's getting seven and a quarter percent, I'm going to get eight and a quarter percent. Okay. I mean, that's just, uh, so that, that's kind of where we are on that. So, um, that's how lending is tightening up. And a lot of lenders too are demanding much higher down payments. So some commercial lenders are going to be demanding, you know, it's going to go up. They're going to be demanding 30, 40, 50% cash up front. And, uh, so their loan to value ratios are changing, but, uh, that's why it's so important to have relationships with these people, with these lenders. If you have relationships with them and you are loyal to these lenders and, and you, uh, you guys help each other, you know, you send each other, you send them referrals for, for loans and they send you referrals for real estate to buy. You guys work back and forth like that. Uh, they're going to be better to you than some new customer that comes wanting to borrow money. Uh, you've, they know you, they have a relationship with you. You're going to have an advantage. So be sure and keep that up with the lenders. Okay. And that's kind of off topic, but it's something that needs to be said. So back to the making uh lowball offers. Uh, we're getting to a point where, you should not be shy about that anymore. Uh, don't don't feel bad about making a low offer, and then when they say something, explain why. Well, the market's not as good as it used to be, and and uh, you know if somebody's had a property on the market for a year and they can't sell it, they're going to be expecting some low offers. They better be expecting it, or they shouldn't be in the business. And I can give you one example. There's one property I'm very familiar with. It's an industrial property. And uh, these people uh, bought the property and probably about two years into their ownership, the tenant went into bankruptcy and went out of business. And it's been empty since. It's been empty for over a year. They've been trying to lease it, trying to sell it, and no takers for a year. And their asking price on this building is way too high because there's no income on it. And it's, it's kind of too high anyway, even for even ignoring the income. But my point is they're going to have to start listening to low offers. If they really want to sell that building, they want that property to be gone. They're going to have to start listening to low offers. Because there's something about that property. I don't know what it is. I think maybe the tenant may have left it in a condition that makes it difficult to lease. But they've been trying to lease it. The lease rate is low. It's where it was for the previous tenant. Yet the price is way too high. So I'm kind of wondering where that disparity there comes from. But uh, in their minds, they think it's worth probably about half a million dollars or more over what it's actually worth, uh, especially with no tenant in it. So those people are a good target. That, that property is a good target for a low offer. And uh, I don't know if they're ready to hear that yet, but, uh, you know, 
it's it's time to make the offer. And when you make that offer, they may say no. They may say hit the road. Uh, they might get mad. You know what? In six months, they might just call you back and say, hey, uh, we want to reconsider your offer. And then when that happens, you say, well, I can't offer you that much anymore. <laughs> now the price is this. That happens. Uh, that's common. If they wait too long, the price goes down even more. And that's that's what's going on right now in uh, outside of real estate in other areas, uh, like uh, cars, for example, uh, really expensive cars. You know, if somebody makes you an offer, it's less than what you want, and you say no, and in six months you still have the car, and they come back, and their offer is probably going to be even lower. And, but you know, at that point, you either take the loss or you may as well just keep it. So it's going to be that way in real estate, too. Uh, prices are going to drop fast enough that if somebody waits six months to accept your offer, you shouldn't be offering the same amount again. Your offer needs to come down. You need to keep up on what properties like that are going for. Keep up with the comps. That's the big deal. The comps are going to tell you what to offer on that. And uh, chances are, if they wait that long to call you back, you need you need to make a uh, some other kind of deal with them. So now that brings me to another point that's going to be another podcast episode so I can go into it a little more in depth. Uh, this episode was kind of impromptu. It was uh, uh, just something I uh, that occurred to me I needed to talk about. But we're also going to come into a situation where a climate in real estate, where creative financing deals are going to start happening again. Now, you know, I always say these people that are pushing their courses and claiming you can buy real estate with no money and you can get rich and not have any money, not have any income and have poor credit, you know, they're, uh, that they're full of it. That's a, that's a bunch of BS. Well, we're getting into a time where things like that are going to be more possible. Now, you still have to have money. You still have to pay for things like surveys and appraisals, and and there are still closing costs and, and environmental studies that you have to do on commercial properties. But we are getting into a time where you can do some creative financing. And uh, we're going to do another episode on that. It's going to be a separate episode. We're going to talk about all the different ways that you can do some some alternative financing on properties that people really need to get rid of or uh, people retiring that don't know what to do with their property. They don't want to own the real estate anymore. And, you know, I mentioned earlier all these businesses for sale that uh, uh, two and a half million businesses for sale right now. Some of those business owners own the real estate that their business uses that it occupies. Some of them don't, some of them lease, but some of them own the property. Now, not everybody that wants to buy a business wants to also own the real estate. So that's an opportunity for you to find some real estate with a ready-made tenant. You can make a deal with that business owner, whoever buys the new business that, Hey, you, you know, let's do this deal together. You buy the real, you buy the business. I'll buy the real estate. You can lease it back from me. I'll give you a good deal on the lease and we do a long-term lease and that way you don't have to put, you don't have to shell out all this money for the real estate. Just let me do that. You can 
See, a lot of businesses they don't want to they don't want to own the property because they have to come up with all the cash up front to pay to get get into a property. So they want to lease, and they get some. Uh, sometimes they get a, a a more attractive tax benefit from leasing than from buying the property. Uh, it just all depends on what kind of situation they're in and, and who their CPA is. But uh, there are some opportunities there. If you know any business brokers or if you know any any uh, anyone who buys businesses like that, you know, just put the word out there that you want to be the property owner. If, if somebody wants to buy a business and they don't want to own the real estate, you're willing to take the real estate part of it, provided it's a good deal. So, uh, so there's that to look at. So we'll be talking about in another episode, we're going to go over the creative financing or alternative financing, different ways to get into a property without a lot of money. And, uh, especially in this climate that we're coming up into and, uh, uh, probably do another episode on what we just talked about on, on a, a sale leaseback, purchase leaseback, or, you know, uh, uh, going into a partnership with somebody buying, that's buying a business and you buy the, you buy the real estate and lease it back to them. That's something that, uh, in the market I used to work in as a broker is done all the time. And sometimes it's not even businesses that are for sale. They just want to sell their, their property and continue on in business as a tenant. Uh, it's very common. And it happens, happens quite a bit. We're gonna, we'll talk about that in, in the upcoming couple of episodes. And uh, so that's going to be it for this episode of Real Estate Revenue. And we'll be back in a few days. <laughs>